think about doing a 40-day fast awards, it's not about who can be the most disciplined in doing away with words that come out of your mouth. It's about allowing the Holy Spirit to come and do a deep work in your heart and have yourself cast upon Him. This is the Charisma Connection, and I'm Steve Green on the Charisma Podcast Network. And I'm excited to have in the studio, by way of telephone, an author, former educator, leader of men and women, obviously across the spiritual, vast career that he's had. But he's written a real powerful book that we wanted to bring him into the studio and talk about. The name of the book is The 40-Day Word Fast, and the author is Tim Cameron. Tim, welcome to the Charisma Connection. Well, thank you, Steve. I appreciate the opportunity to be your guest. Good morning to you and our listeners. Yes, sir. The, there couldn't be a better topic right now as we're all considering our first of the year fast and in food. And obviously, I've always called my church to a media fast to turn the TV off and try to get closer to the Lord while fasting. And now if we add in this 40-day word fast, we're going to sit around and do nothing, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> bring the kingdom of heaven to earth. Amen. Well, tell me about your concept behind the word fast. I've loved this book. I've read it. I've kept it on my desk. It's sort of a good devotional book as well. Well, the concept behind it is really a personal experience that came out of my life, Steve. Um, I've had a, a you know, moderate amount of success in my life, but for me, no matter what happened, the glass was always half full. So I kind of had a little bit of a negative bent on life. And then about five or six years ago, I went through a really tremendous personal struggle physically. Almost died a couple of times. Oh, and it just seemed like the negative things kept piling on me. And in the, in the midst of all that, the Lord spoke to me just uh, real clearly like He can speak to us in our times of quietness before Him. He spoke to me about judgments, complaining, sarcasm, criticism, negative words, and gossip. And I saw these things coming out of my life, and I was crying out to the Lord uh, in my inability to do anything about it. And and the Lord just spoke to me, I want you to fast these words out of your life. Wow. And so that's how this all really kind of came about. Did you find that it, it, uh, it was difficult at first? You know, um, what happens when you become sensitive to something is you realize what a dramatic part of your life it is. And yes, I began to become sensitive to my words, and the difficulty of doing away with those really cast me upon the Holy Spirit. And we all know that's where the real power to do something like this comes from anyway. Yes. So tell me about, right off the bat, what you tried to fast. If you can remember your first day of word fasting, what was it that you were working on first? Well, I started really working on judgments. You know, most of us understand how powerful positive words are. We we know words of blessing, encouragement, and praise. I like to say that they hydrate the soul. Mm. They build up our spiritual man. But negative words are dramatically more powerful than positive words, and in particular, judgments. See, when we judge other people, we play God. And, and I began to see that my whole life had been built around judging other people, measuring people up, deciding a person was valuable or not valuable, or even thinking that I knew what other people were thinking, why people were doing what they're doing. 
And so I began to deal with this issue of judgments. And boy, I did find it difficult because it's what I'd done my whole life. Mm-hmm. We're visiting with Tim Cameron, author of the 40-Day Word Fast. And just after this word from our sponsor, I want to ask him a little bit more about sarcasm and the wonder that it is. He's got a great chapter on it in his book. We'll be back right after this word and to hear more from author Tim Cameron. I want to talk to you on behalf of a great client that support this podcast and many of our other podcasts. And I so appreciate Peter Aiello, who has a great book called Hidden Treasure. And he's willing to send that book out to you today, totally free, hiddentreasure.website. And I recommend you do that not just because they're a sponsor, but because they answer some great questions that he addresses unconditional trust in Christ and how it's missing in the practices of many ministries. Many times it doesn't even go beyond our own mental imagery. The Bible tells us to trust in the Lord with all of our hearts and not to lean on our own understanding. And that's obviously from Proverbs 3, 5. And Isaiah 55, 8, 9 tells us that God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts. We got to get beyond our own thoughts when we unconditionally trust in God. Would you go visit that website now, hiddentreasure.website. And my thanks go out to Peter Aiello and his great book, Hidden Treasure. Now back to the program. So just before the break, I promised you we would begin the, the rest of this interview with a discussion about sarcasm. Uh, at least we'll begin there. And and Tim, how does someone fast sarcasm out of their life when it's such a mainstay? It's like meat and potatoes for a guy like me. How do we get? How do we fast sarcasm? Well, you know, um, the wonderful thing about fasting when we fast uh, food, you know, we're really sending a message to the Lord about the seriousness that we're giving and the attention we're giving to our lives. Mm-hmm. And there's just a lot of things that only happen in life by prayer and fasting. Our, well, we're familiar with the scripture in Isaiah, where Isaiah says, this is the kind of fast I'm going to choose, to break the chains of injustice, to untie the cords of the yoke. And, and it says in that Isaiah 58 chapter, the Lord will hear you if you do away with the pointing of the finger and wicked talk, if you do away with judging and speaking wickedly. And sarcasm and criticism are kind of kind of linked together there. Mm-hmm. But the word sarcasm comes from the Greek word sarcasmos, and it means to rip the flesh apart like oh, a dog. That hurts. And criticism is really putting yourself in a position where you're judging other people, and criticism, more than anything else, I think, destroys our relationships with other people. So how do you deal with criticism and sarcasm? Uh, I think the first thing is just becoming so sensitive to it that you recognize it. But but here's what we have to do. When we recognize criticism and sarcasm in our life, we need to just stop and repent, because what they are is really sin. Yes. And I think dealing with them in that way, like for me, when I went on the 40-day fast, one of the things I did at the end of every day was I just kind of reflected and said, Lord, where did things words come out of my mouth today? Where was I judging somebody? Where did a word of sarcasm just really enter into a conversation and criticism? And and then identify it, write it down, and repent of it. That's good. I might not ever go to sleep if I did that at the end of the day. I'd be <laughs> up until daybreak, maybe. No, I'm kidding. We, but it's a, it's a battle. I mean, sarcasm is not even noticed sometimes because we just kind of go through the day mouthing off to each other in love. But then that scripture that's always haunted me is Ephesians 429, 
the let no corrupt communication proceed. You know the words. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's rough because corrupt communication is. is not words of life. Mm-hmm. It is because you know we live in the world, and and in our world, sarcasm is the mode of humor. Yes, it it's is. It's what people do, and criticism the same way. You know, nobody is immune from criticism, mm-hmm. from the pope to the president, and most people, including Christians. The links that they will go to criticize is really amazing and at the same time sad. And so it's, uh, it just behooves us so much to see what's, what these words that are coming out of our mouth. And one of the things, you know, the word fasting means to cover your mouth. And, and when you fast these words, you find that you speak a whole lot less, which the Scripture says has some real great serendipitous <laughs> effects. You know, people yes. think you're wise. I tried duct tape. It really works well. Just rip off a good piece of duct tape, put it over my mouth. It really helps me in meetings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm kidding. <laughs> I just rip off a piece of duct tape. You know, sometimes that's the way to, that's how I cure criticism. You know, I've heard this thing about criticism. Have you ever said to someone, you have a critical spirit? Sure. You know, and, and I wonder if it is spiritual and if the critical spirit is one that's given to us by the enemy. What do you think? Well, we have to, you know, we have to recognize these things. And here's one of the things about doing a 40-day fast of words. It's not about who can be the most disciplined in mm-hmm. doing away with words that come out of your mouth. It's about allowing the Holy Spirit to come and do a deep work in your heart and have yourself cast upon Him. Because we can't do anything about our heart. That's right. Just like we can't know what's in somebody else's heart. The Lord is the only one to touch our hearts. But what he wants to do is he wants to come and do away with these negative words that keep us chained to the past. See, when we judge, we play God. When we complain, we're sending the message to God that you're not good. I really don't trust you. When we use sarcasm, we just rip apart people's lives. When we use negative words, we tie ourselves to the past. When we use critical words, we destroy unity. And I'd like to say that gossip itself is the most wicked of all words. That's good. Let's talk about the—you the, you mentioned the word complaining. It's taken this discussion just a slight couple degrees forward. The poison of complaint you wrote about in one of your chapters. I remember that complaining is—I I don't have a problem with it personally, but I sure hear a lot of complaining at work. It's pretty much a daily bread for some at work. They can find something wrong and complain. And uh, yeah. why don't you talk to me about how you wrote wrote about that? You know, people complain about everything, mm-hmm. and and I noticed the complaining in my own life when I started getting really serious about this. And here's the worst thing about complaining: it's saying to the Lord, "I really don't believe you're good." Last couple of years, I worked at ORU. I worked for Oral, and Oral always had this always had this statement: "God is a good God." And I kind of took that a little bit as a trite statement. I don't think I really embraced that. And as I began to fast these words and see the complaining that was coming out of my mouth, I realized that what was happening was different situations in my life, what would appear to be negative things. I was complaining about not recognizing how the Lord uses all things Mm -hmm. for His purposes. There's this great scripture in Proverbs 16, verse 4, that says, The Lord has made everything for his purposes, even the most wicked man in the day of evil. And complaining is just poison. Uh, and we even give silent complaint, or we, we complain as, as a big group. And we all know we're complaining got Israel. 
complaining got him a lot of bitter roots and kept him from walking into God's purposes. So I like to kind of come to this this thought about complaining. Complaining keeps you from walking into the future of what God has for you, because you're saying God's not good. You know, when Moses said, I want to see you, Lord, uh, the Lord told him to go hide behind that rock, and I'm going to pass by. And what Moses saw was God's goodness. That's who God is. He is good. Hmm. And complaining is just saying, Lord, I don't believe you're good. Well, in your book, you provide a a literal day-by-day things to think about in the fast. I want to review some of those with you just after this word from our sponsor. Our sponsor for this podcast is Dave Williams Ministries. You know, Dave is a teacher and coach to successful leaders for over 30 years. I've had the privilege of interviewing him in my podcast, Green Lines, and I found him to be a fascinating leader with much to offer. He has a wealth of experience from leading a megachurch. Best-selling series titled Creating Your New Reality will help you overcome your present circumstances and help you tap into God's reality. Here's some topics you can expect to find. Creating your reality with your own words, setting the direction for your future, manifesting success and wealth, and you can even get a free audio session at DaveWilliams.com backslash new reality. Here it is again, DaveWilliams.com backslash new reality. Now let's join the podcast. We're back with author of the 40-day word fast, Tim Cameron, his spiritual journey to eliminate toxic words from your life. What a great goal is to get rid of toxic words. Tim, you wrote a 40-day step-by-step path toward toxicity removal. Tell me a little bit about maybe your favorite days and where obviously everyone should start with day one, but what do we have to look forward to as we go through these 40 days? Well, I think you're really, it's really going to cover so many different things in our lives, how to respond to enemies, mm-hmm. how to respond to judgments from other people. Uh, one of my favorites is, you know, if we don't judge other people, what are you supposed to do? Mm-hmm. And, of course, I think the, the comeback to that is, you know, instead of being people who judge others, we just become observers, and we look for the fruit in people's lives. So I think you're going to see a little bit of everything. Uh, one of my favorites is just talking about, you know, it's, it's been said that if you're from the Southeast Asia, you speak three languages. If you're from Europe, you speak two. And if you're from the United States, you just speak one language. Mm-hmm. Because the language that you speak tells what's, what country you're from, what kingdom you're from. And I think for us as Christians, our language reveals we're either from the kingdom of the world or from the kingdom of heaven. Powerful. And so the Lord wants us to speak a new language. It's the language of heaven. Mm-hmm. And the language of heaven is not criticism or sarcasm or complaining. The language of heaven is, is words, are words of kindness, words of compassion, words of encouragement, words of blessing, uh, praise to the Lord. So I think the, the 40 days of fasting, which is really sweet, is it just kind of covers the gamut of all the words that can come out of our mouth, all of our attitudes, which kingdom is ruling in our life. I love the thought in particular about us speaking words that are seasoned with salt. Mm -hmm. It says in Isaiah 50, verse 4, the Lord has given me the tongue of a disciple so that I might know how to sustain the weary one with a single word. Oh, to speak the word of the Lord, just one single word that touches people's lives instead of all this destructive stuff. Yes. 
You know, I've read many books uh, over my life, and particularly in the area of parenting and really trying to give good advice to congregations that I've led and, and try to help people. And one of the things I think that's most important is how we speak to our children in the home, how we begin to set this pattern that you're writing about to help script. I use the word script because of what parents say to their kids that they're not good at or they're not or you don't do this and you're not this. Of course, we can do that with our spouses. But why don't, would you comment a little bit about how you've addressed that and how we speak inside the home? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I think it's really, uh, it's almost like schooling in a sense. We were taught in education that uh, negative words are dramatically more powerful than positive words. Negative words, if you're going to speak a word of correction, correction, for instance, to your child, if you're going to speak a word that kind of comes across negative to them, you've got to make many, many, many more deposits of positive things. A child's uh, soul is so tender. One uh, dramatically negative word or judgment spoken over them uh, can just destroy their whole self-image. I know for me growing up, uh, my dad was a wonderful Christian man, loved the Lord, took me to church, but he kind of grew up in the World War II era, and he didn't know how to speak words of encouragement or positive words over me. Uh, there were a couple of things he would always say in the in the heat of the battle. He would say to me, you know, if you want done something right, you got to do it yourself. Yes. Uh, or And then he would say to me repeatedly, what were you thinking when I did something, which kind of to me was another way of saying, I think you're stupid. <laughs> what were you thinking? Yeah. I, I've had that asked of me before. My dad asked me a question once, uh, this grade you made in math, you, you're just not good at math. That script really wasn't a question. It was just a statement. You're not good at math. That gave me a license. It scripted me. It reminded me all throughout school that I wasn't good at math, so I didn't work hard at it. You know how that worked out when I got into grad school. Well, we've really learned now in education, and I think we're learning it in our Christian parenting, Mm -hmm. that we've got to speak words of encouragement, words of praise. We've got to really build up our children's uh, inner man, uh, keep them in a place where they're constantly being healed in their soul, because you walk out in the world, you go to school, you're just going to hear a lot of negative stuff. You're going to have a lot of negative things spoken off of you. And in the home is where we shake those things off and bring our children back to the center of what they are, which is God's God's people. They belong to the Lord first, then to us. They're in our keeping, and we want to see them fulfill God's purposes and plans for their lives. Well, and I think this is important in the workplace as well. I like to ask folks here at Charisma, what makes us different than a business in, in the world? What would make us different? The first thing that I think people will see or hear is how we speak to each other and don't speak about each other oh. behind their backs. That would be something really special, wouldn't it? Is it? So true, so true. You know, the greatest management principle in life is people do what people see. Mm-hmm. And what a leader does in an organization or what a business does together is really dependent upon those leaders and those people who are out front. One of the things I like to really recognize about this whole issue about our words. You see, the Lord is always the Lord is always out to build us up. The enemy is always out to destroy God's essential purpose. So what's God's essential purpose for your listeners today? What's God's essential purpose for you, Steve, for me? The answer is unity. God wants unity and love to be between us as Christians, yes. because he banked upon that being the thing that would draw unbelievers to the church and to him. 
this great love that they have. He said it real clear in John 17. He was speaking to the Father before he ascended. He said, Father, make them one like we're one. Make them one with each other so the world will know I am who I am, that you sent me, that I'm the Son of God. And in the workplace, uh, in my marriage, those are the places the enemy's always out to destroy unity because unity is so powerful. Yes. You couldn't have said it any better. There's another chapter that really intrigued me, and it was the word, uh, the chapter on can you keep a secret? And it seems to be something that no one can do. How did you comment on that in your book? Well, confidentiality is such a huge issue and and is one it's one of the things that we are dramatically challenged with every day. Yes, sir. Because people people speak things to us that we shouldn't speak to other people. Or in our workplace we come across a piece of information that we should only know. Mm-hmm. And in speaking to that I would say I would say this. The Lord wants us to be people who know how to hold a confidence, who can be trusted. My wife is, is the greatest example of this I know. My wife has maybe 10 or 15 really profound close friends, and people seek her out for friendship all the time. And it's primarily because of one reason. She knows how to keep a confidence. Mm-hmm. People can tell her something, and she's not going to repeat it. She's a safe person. And boy, the Lord desires that to be part of our life, that we can be faithful with the things that people say to us and, and we hear. This is such a great book, and it's a word in season always, The 40-Day Word Fast. Tell me where we can find this book. Well, the book's available at Barnes & Noble or mm-hmm. on Amazon. You can purchase through Charisma House Publishing. Mm-hmm. You can get it off of my website at timcameronprayer.com. TimCameronWhat.com, sir? I didn't hear you. TimCameronPrayer.com. Okay. TimCameronPrayer.com. That's great. We can order it there. Yes, sir. Or Amazon or our website or anything. Do you have any last thoughts or anything you'd like to share with our audience before we conclude the podcast? You know, uh, probably just this, this is last thought. The Lord wants His kingdom to come in our midst. Yes, His sir. kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. I don't think there's anything that affects our lives with other people more than the words that come out of our mouth. Mm -hmm. They can be words of blessing and kindness, or they can be words that bring separation and destruction. And the Lord wants his kingdom to come in our midst. Yes. That's such a good word. And it's been such a pleasure to hear your words, to read your book, to have it hold it in my hands, and to know that as a reminder, as it sits on my desk, it's going to remind me of this great content. And I'd recommend it to every listener It's a great Christmas gift to give to your family, to give those at work. I'd give it out to everyone at work, and maybe uh, 2016 will be a a much better place of conversation at your office. Tim, thank you for joining the Charisma Connection here this morning. I appreciate you, and I appreciate your work. Anything last that you'd like to say? Well, bless you, my friend. Bless our listeners. Just a final thought here. As the Lord purifies your words, what's going to happen is you're going to find yourself freed from chains of the past, yes, negative things of the past, and jettisoned into God's purposes for you for the future. That's a great promise. Tim Cameron, The 40-Day Word Fast. I highly encourage you to buy this book just as soon as you can. Maybe give it out for the Christmas gift giving. This is Steve Green on The Charisma Connection. God bless you all. 
This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible.